Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Up the Mess. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and guys, I'm alone today. It's just me in my own little house in my own little chair. Or what's that song from Cinderella? It's like in my own little corner. In my, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm like delusional. Sometimes when I'm home alone all day working, I don't know if people who work from home are having the same experience as me, um, but you don't talk to anybody. Like, all day long. You just sit. Like the only people I talk to is Ruby. That's it. I look at her and I fucking talk to her all day. But I don't know. I've been kind of struggling with the working from home, you guys. I got to be honest. I know that that's not like a popular opinion. I know everybody loves working from home. But I kind of wish I had like an office to go into. And I mean, I technically do because Betches has an office. They literally have a headquarters in New York City. But I don't want to move to New York. I just New York City is just not my jam. Um, so I'm kind of really struggling. I feel like it's making me so fucking lazy. I feel like it's making me go a little fucking crazy. Like I just I'm so with my other job. Let's think about this. That was like a year and a half ago. Maybe. Yeah. When did I leave that? It doesn't matter. It was like a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. I left like my dental job. And so I was on my feet all day long. Like I was constantly talking to people. I was I was literally in people's fucking mouths. Okay, And then now I'm alone. And when I am talking, it's like I'm recording a podcast. It's like I don't know how my life became like this. And I'm not complaining at all. I'm very, very blessed and lucky. And I'm so thankful every day. But like, it's just a really weird adjustment. And I know people are probably like, yeah, bitch, we've been doing this since 2020. But like, (laughs) I haven't. So bear with me. And I don't know, like, there's a part of me that like loves working from home. Like you can wear whatever you want. You don't have to look a certain way. Like you can get things done at like your own time. Like it gives you time to do other things. Like, I don't know, take your dog to the vet if they need it or like get a haircut, like whatever. But like, I'm starting to feel like very affected by the lack of like socialization. And I never considered myself an extrovert. I always found myself like very on the cusp of being an introvert and extrovert. But now I'm like, fuck, like I want to talk to people. Like I want to touch people. Like I want to like see them and laugh at them and like giggle. And it's just, it's kind of, I feel sometimes like my brain is melting if we're being completely honest. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's real tough. Um, <laughs> and it's hard, honestly, to stay motivated um, for me, at least, because it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm sounding kind of like a fucking brat. I don't know. But um, like I wouldn't have been able to watch the three episodes of Meghan and Harry today. I wouldn't have been able to watch, you know, the four episodes of Miami today. Like if I was working literally anywhere else. So I'm, I understand how half like lucky I am, but I just, I want there to be like, I don't know. I don't know. Are you guys feeling like this? I'm kind of rambling. Um, so yeah, it's kind of fucking with me. I I'm just trying to like make sense of like what I'm feeling right now and like trying to like work my thoughts out loud. Um and I'm choosing to do this on a very public platform, so that's crazy. Um but I want to say thank you to everybody who listened to Crown Jewels. It's my new podcast with Lex Nico um with Batches and we're talking all things royals. We're talking not just the British monarchy, but we do talk about like 
all the other ones. But right now, obviously, with everything that's coming out, it's it's heavily like British monarchy focused. Um, so we will be talking about the crown on a special episode coming up in December, which I can't believe is this month. So thank you guys so much for listening to that. I was like incredible. I can't believe that I literally get paid to talk for a living. It's, it's I little me would be so shocked. Um, cause as a kid, so some backstory on me, <laughs> a little thing about me, um, is I didn't shut the fuck up as a kid. Like I was constantly talking, like constantly telling stories and laughing. And like my my parents would say that I would go on these noun sprees. That's what they called them. It's when I would like sit in the car, for example, and just name things off for like an hour. I would just be like grass, tree, cow, light like I just wouldn't shut the fuck up and now I can say like look at me I I'm able to do this as a job it's like fucking amazing um guys the Megan and Harry documentary the three episodes I have to tell you get your fucking asses up and watch it it is so good it is so well done I mean if you walk away from this watching it and you still hate them like, I, I personally don't know how that would be possible. It really starts off great. It's all about their love story, which if you really think about it, in my in my opinion, we haven't really gotten that much. Like, we really only got to know her and them as a couple right when they got engaged. And then that's kind of when everything started to kind of like become a shitstorm. And so with this, it's like you really got to see how they met. They actually met on Instagram which is fucking hilarious to me. Like he saw a picture of her on Instagram and they had a mutual friend and he like reached out to the friend because he saw her. I'm like, that is fucking iconic. Like, I'm sorry, it is. And they, you know, they talk about their first date and like, and she never once says like, I didn't know anything about the royal family, but she really drives home the the point of like, I thought, the way that people presented themselves to like the outer world, i.e. the queen, Prince Philip, Prince Charles, Camilla, Kate and Wills, like she thought that that was just how they acted in front of the public. But behind closed doors, maybe they were more chill and like lax and kind of like Harry, like more real. And they weren't. And I think that that really was a huge shock to her. Um, And I think she just didn't understand the whole thing. And I think being an American, like you might think you know what the British monarchy is like, but when you're like marrying into that and you have to like curtsy at your husband's grandma, like that's a fucking weird thing to do. And I think she has more of a sense of humor about it than people give her credit for because in this documentary, like I think you guys know I do go back and forth on my love of Meghan Markle a lot. Like I'm such a fucking sucker and I've been rooting for them since day one. I had a Pinterest board on my Pinterest. Like I loved her clothes or her ballet flats or thick scarves, like her trenches. Like I love that look. Um, but of course, like I do acknowledge that like there's parts of her. Where I'm like, are you fucking for real right now? Like, God damn it, Megan. Like we were rooting for you, you know? And with this, it's like you, re- she's way more chill. She's way more herself. They give you way more insight into her childhood and her life. And something I found really fascinating was that she 
was close with her dad growing up. The way that everything was shown in the tabloids and online was like he was estranged because the way he was fucking acting, you would think he like had never met this girl a day in his life, but they really had a very close relationship. And that made me so, it made me so much sadder for her to see that like, wow, like she was super close with her dad and he ended up betraying her. And, um, honestly they, in the first three parts, we're getting the next three next Thursday in the first three parts, she, her and Harry really don't talk about Will and Kate that much. They don't talk about, you know, Charles or anybody. Like they really are focused on telling their story from their perspective. And it's really amazing. And I, I highly, highly suggest, obviously Lex and I will be covering it over on Crown Jewels, but obviously I will be talking about it a little bit on this podcast too. So just get your fucking asses up go over and watch the Harry and Meghan documentary. I'm probably going to watch it another time this weekend. Speaking of this weekend, I'm so fucking excited. I'm going to my friend Katie's house who has a baby, little Atticus. He's the cutest. Guys, I know everyone says that they have like the cutest baby. I fucking promise you'd see Atticus and be like, my baby is not cute because Atticus is a star. Like he is a gorgeous little bebe. And I just want I just love him and I'm showering with him with gifts this weekend. Like I literally went crazy. Um, I got him like a book and I got him rain boots and I got him like all these clothes. I'm like so fucking obnoxious. Um, So I can't wait to see him. And yeah, I just it's going to be a really like fulfilling, lovely weekend. Um, Anyway, for today's episode, I really want to get into a little bit of Bethany and Andy lesson or from uh, the Watch What Happens Live episode with Jeff Lewis, which was so good. It was like old school Watch What Happens Live. It was like old school Bravo to me. It was great. Um, And then I'm going to talk, obviously, Salt Lake City, which was incredible. I can't get enough of Salt Lake City. These women are fucking bonkers. And of course, Real Houses of Miami, like what four episodes like we are eating okay i i'm so happy the miami girls are back there's something about having salt lake city potomac and miami all in the same time because they're the newer franchises right like it's kind of crazy that potomac has been around for seven seasons but it still feels so new to me because every season is just you know fresh and light not light well it's not light it gets pretty dark over there sometimes but um you guys know what I mean. Like, it's just, it's, it's new still. Like, we're not dealing with the old girls from like 2007. Like, these are, these are our new girls. And I really am loving it. I'm loving, I'm loving the new generation. Try to find their footing a little bit. I was struggling, obviously. I think everybody was letting new girls in and you're kind of side eyeing them. Um, but I'm excited to see like what they bring. Okay. So we are back with Salt Lake City. Um, right off the top, I just have to say, I cannot believe Jen is behaving like this. Like, I can, but I don't understand it. Um, this behavior is just not cool. It's not cute. It's not even funny. Like, it's fucking nasty, if we're being honest. So she's, they're back on this boat. Jen is losing her fucking mind and Heather and Meredith like live up her ass. I just I can't wrap my mind around it. And frankly, the entire cast, I would say 
maybe except the new girls, Angie, number two, and Dana, they're like the only ones that are like, what are you guys fucking doing? And I am so thankful for them. We needed them and I didn't even know we needed them, okay? When I saw them fighting and duking it out outside that little choir, uh, I was skeptical because I was like, oh God, these girls are like dying for a snowflake. Like they want a snowflake too fucking bad. But they're showing the fuck up. They're working and they're questioning everybody. And I am enjoying it. Um, So Jen's on the boat. She's out of her fucking mind. I mean, I hate to say, but she looks great. I love that little turban and the glasses and the whole and the whole like look. I think it's really cute. But that's beside the point. Um, She she's clearly losing it. She's losing it. She can't believe that Lisa would side with Angie K. I'm like, you dumped a fucking drink on this woman. Of course, Lisa is going to be like, that's not cool. Like, Lisa has never, in my opinion, positioned herself as like a Jen stan. Like, she has always been someone who like calls it like she sees it, stands up for what she believes in. And if she believes that her best friend is acting fucking nuts, she's going to be like, you're acting fucking nuts. And that's exactly what she's doing. And obviously, she's like, this is crazy. Like, this is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Jen then proceeds to um, throw her shoes. Oh, someone's shoes. It turned out to be Angie K's shoes. She tr- she threw Angie K's $1,500 shoes off the side of the boat into the ocean. And this was after she already threw what she called a charcuterie, which was just simply a veggie platter, um, off the side of the boat. And I... I hate to be this person. Like, I hate it. But I was like, can we not throw things in the ocean? The ocean's already going through it. Like, we don't need to add to that, Jennifer Shaw. Um, And throwing, like, plastic and shoes multiple times is just not what we need to be doing. You know, it's not it's not becoming Leonardo DiCaprio would not approve of this. And so... She's doing that and like the producer, thank God for this producer because the other group of women are like down below. Like they are not witnessing what the fuck is happening uh, above sea level, okay? And the the producer was like, oh, someone's shoes are in the ocean. And everyone was like, holy shit, Lisa Barlow remains hilarious to me. She, <laughs> she proceeds to be the most unintentionally funny housewife we've seen uh, in a long time especially like someone new like Karen Huger makes me laugh Luann makes me laugh like they don't really I think try to be funny they just naturally are so this is Lisa's so this is Lisa's response to um the shoes floating oh my god I hope they're not my Saint Laurent ones are you kidding they throw my not to be insensitive to anybody else, but I'm really hoping it's not my shoes that went overboard because they're limited edition pre-order YSL shoes that are really hard to get right now. They got your nine-inch heels. I know. I love these. They cannot go in the water. They cannot get ruined. You well, cannot pour drinks on them. don't bring them on the freaking boat. Pre-order. Hard to get. I have your... I mean, pre-order. Hard to get will live rent free in my fucking mind for the end of days. I just love her so much. But I mean, it's crazy because like Heather, I can tell in Heather also, guys, I'm so I'm such a Heather. I see my so much of myself in Heather and 
it's so eye-opening for me like it's not easy it's not easy because there's parts of her where you're like what the fuck are you doing bitch you know but then there are other parts where I'm like yeah that's me I would be doing that um but there but anyway we're not talking about me right now we're talking about Heather guy you can tell that she does not agree with what Jenner is doing she's like okay please stop throwing things overboard she like tried to save Whitney Sandals I think she I think Whitney lost a sandal in the in the whole chaos um hoopla and Heather was like trying to be a girl and like trying to help her out but obviously that like that wasn't working um and Lisa's like trying to make up with Jen and Jen's like acting crazy like it's I don't know how else to describe her behavior other than unhinged she's like pushing Lisa being very aggressive with Lisa and Lisa's like what the fuck did I do you're the one that poured water or champagne I'm sorry on your friend's fucking head to try to get a reaction because you're mad because the one fucking time you didn't get a master bedroom that's crazy behavior and Dana's sitting there and she's like why do you all let her talk to you like this And I have to say, like, good for her. She comes in out of literally nowhere and is, I think, able to see things that people who are so deep in the group, like, aren't really able to realize, like, oh, yeah, this isn't right. And I think everybody in their heart knows that this isn't right. And the way that Jen treats them is not okay. but they they don't know how to get out of this dynamic with her. And Dana's coming in and she's like, I will fuck you up. Like, do not tell people to shut the fuck up. It's not nice. It's not cool. I don't like it. This is not how you treat your friends. And then they all have this dinner and Jen Shaw shows up and is showing out. She's doing the most. I think she likes to be really theatric when she knows that she's in like deep shit. And that's exactly what we got. And the women are just like very un settled like they're very uneasy they don't really know what the fuck to do and it's it's uncomfortable to watch them like tiptoe that's why I'm glad Dana like at the dinner called Jen out and was like your behavior with your friends is really weird and not not cool and you know Jen can't take any sort of criticism because she's like I understand that she has so much going on. I mean, she's literally being sentenced to prison. So that's probably tough. But also it's like, babe, but you probably also did the bad thing. As we know, she pled guilty. So it's like you did do the bad thing. And she's acting like Angie Harrington is like truly the devil incarnate. And it's like Angie Harrington's husband is a fucking loser. Okay. He is truly disgusting to me any any man slash any honestly anybody who creates a fake instagram to troll like you are a piece of shit okay but that also doesn't negate the fact that like jen like you also like swindled the elderly you know so it's like i I think i think we're projecting i think that's what's going on here and lisa thank god brought up that conversation that you know, they had about Heather and where Jen was like, yeah, I feel like, you know, Heather's on my side 60% of the time. 
and finally says that finally puts Jen on blast because she just liked to keep saying that Heather's my only friend Heather's my bestie and you know Jen gave her the ultimatum of her or Angie Harrington and Heather picked Angie Harrington and I was shocked because as a Heather gay myself I sometimes I don't think I have scruples and I would probably tell her like, no, girl, like I would pick you because I hate confrontation and I would panic. But I was really proud of Heather for like standing in her truth and being like, no, any friend that gives me an ultimatum, like I'm not their fucking friend. Like, that's crazy. Like, I don't appreciate that. And it just the whole dinner basically dissolved into a disaster. Um And then plot twist of the century, Jen Shaw looked at the table and said, the only person that I feel really has my back is Angie Kay. What are you fucking talking about? This, you just poured a drink on her head. Like, Jen Shaw just really hits you where, like, and it hits you with a confusion stick. Like, like Satan loves confusion per Vicky Gumbelson. And it's like, that's what's happening, I think, on the Housewives of Salt Lake City. I don't know what the fuck is ever happening. There's always 450 storylines going on at one time. I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to understand what's going on. Uh, I simply can't. And I'm trying my best. But it's hard. It's really hard. Um, okay, let's talk Real Houses of Miami. So Miami dropped four episodes. Peacock is feeding us. And I couldn't be more thankful because Miami is just a perfect show through and through. Every woman is a character. Every storyline I'm invested in, I love to look at them. I find them to be shiny and glowy and glittery and bright. Like, I can't get enough, okay? So I just I might be all over the place because it is four episodes. So there is a lot to cover. Um, But I want to talk about Alexia's wedding. So she already got married to Todd, the man of her dreams. And now they're having like that big like party basically on this boat to celebrate. And there's a moment between her and Frankie and they just have such a beautiful relationship. It brings a tear to my eye every time. I see them like the way that they are with each other, the way that they love each other. And like she just really it's just a beautiful thing. And like I know everyone's probably thinking like, well, yeah, that's his mom. No shit. But it's like she didn't they don't have to have that type of connection. And like I really think her and Frankie are have this beautiful, beautiful connection. And um, I, I couldn't be happier for Alexia. She finally like found happiness out of all the chaos, talk about a phoenix rising from the ashes. I mean, this woman, her ex-husband was a cocaine cowboy. Her other ex-husband died, and then she found out he had a gay lover. Her mother died on her fucking wedding day. Her son, Peter, who I hate to say this, but he is truly one of the finest men I've seen on Bravo ever. Like, wow. Sounds like a monster, but very beautiful. And like she really needed this and it was so beautiful and I was so happy to see Marisol like be there for her and shed a little tear and it was very sweet and I'm just shout out to Alexia and Todd love them so much Alexia really is like Miami queen um and then obviously Larsa we're checking back in with with Larsa she bought a penthouse apartment five bedrooms in Miami 
beautiful apartment. She says that she bought it all on her own. She didn't use any money from her divorce with Scotty. Um, because as we know, she does do OnlyFans and makes about $10,000 a day, which is, I can't even wrap my head around like what that would even look like, um, which is crazy. And Lisa is one of her really good friends. So Lisa Hochstein is one of her best friends on the show and slash in real life. They've been close for years. Said that that the place where Le- where Larsa moved is filled with drug dealers, prostitutes, and OnlyFans models. And she's going around saying this because that's what she says she heard on like an Instagram account, like how they were like making fun, like, oh, people who live in like this part of Miami are like this. And like people who live in like I've seen memes like that before, but um, you don't repeat it. And especially like not with one of your best friends. And then Lisa realizes that the that the person actually didn't say prostitutes and drug dealers. They said OnlyFans models. Um, so that was tough. That was real tough. And Lisa was like, how the fuck do I get myself out of this one? Because she did feel bad that she like misinterpreted what it said, but it was also like a Freudian slip. Like that's clearly what you think um, of where Larsa lives. And um, so the two of them, I mean, for four episodes, they're literally fighting about mortgages. Um, and as someone who doesn't own a home, I have no, um, st- you know, stake in this game. But Lisa is saying, like, I don't have a mortgage. And L- Larsa is telling her, like, yeah, because you guys rent your house out. Like, everyone knows that. You guys rent your yard out for parties. And Lisa's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't do that. And then it cuts to every single woman in a confessional being like, yeah, everyone knows that. Like you can literally look it up. They 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 charge for forty thousand dollars a night to rent out that house. I'm like, Lisa, it's clearly true. And if you don't think that that's true, then you you don't got your eyes on the books, you know. And I need Lisa to take more um, ownership of her life in that department because we'll get to that. But it gets real bad. Um, and you, I mean, God, the the. The sneak peeks of Lenny, <gasps> oh, where he's like hiding behind the pillows and like his little his little beady eyes are peeking through and he's shamed that he got caught on camera, like telling her basically like, yeah, like I knew that you wouldn't leave. Like I'm going to call a lawyer like this is not your house and it's really crazy. So that whole thing we're watching kind of like unravel before our very eyes and um. The one housewife, and I know that this is going to sound crazy, and I was talking to Chris Lewis about it today. I loved her last season, is Julia. I thought Julia was a breath of fresh. I thought Julia was interesting and beautiful, and I loved her and Martina. And I mean, the fact that Martina is like on a real housewife show and like gets mic'd up and like brushes her hair to like be on camera is crazy. And she. I'm just not feeling her as much this season. And maybe I will eventually. But honestly, I don't know. Like, there's something missing for me with her. And I don't know why. And I can't, like, I can't pinpoint it. But her and Martina are going through it. Okay. They are not, I don't think, fighting, but they are definitely not on the same page. So, 
um, Julia's daughters moved out. One went away to college and the other one lives in Paris with her father to go to finish high school there. So it's just her and Martina. She got taken away from her little farm that she loves. And she's now living in that like beautiful house on Miami Beach, which is like Martina's dream. They've been building it for four years. And Julia is just distraught over this because she hates the fact that she's alone and she feels like she's always alone and Martina's always traveling and she doesn't understand why she can't go to her little farm and sell her little chicken eggs and play with her goats and why Martina like doesn't want to go with her it's because Martina's like not down she's like I don't want to do that and I guess it's it's manifesting in ways from Julia where like she's just not happy so she's not being very affectionate she's not being very loving she's not being very nice to Martina she's kind of lashing out and so Martina's like if you keep acting like this well we're not gonna stay married like I will leave you and I as tough as that is to hear I'm kind of glad that Martina was honest with her and was like listen like you're acting up right now and I I don't need to stick around for that. Like, if you're going to treat me like shit, I, I don't need to be here. And that, I hate to say it, but that's a woman that knows her worth, you know? Like, I get that marriages have ups and downs. Um, and I don't think you should be just throwing around, like, the divorce word, like, willy-nilly. But, I mean, clearly shit must not be great for Martina to even say things like that, you know? So, I don't know what's going on with that. I... Listen, I love I loved the idea of Julia and I really did love her last season, but like she just it was like the little digs that she was doing during the episode where she would say things like, I don't need Botox, I'm gonna put raspberries on my face. Well, you look fucking stupid, okay? You look dumb. Putting raspberries on your face, like just get Botox and just shut up. If you don't want Botox, that's fine, but like you don't need to shame other people who do, and you certainly, certainly do not need to be putting crushed, mushed up raspberries on your face because you look fucking crazy. Anyway, Adriana is one of the most diabolical women I've ever seen on television. Mia and Adriana to me are two diabolical I don't even know what to say about them, honestly. So Adriana is kind of, I don't want to say taking a back seat by any means because it's literally just the beginning of the season. So who knows what's going to happen? But she didn't come out the gate like swinging, you know, and I expected a little bit more from her, but she didn't. But then there's a scene. They go to Larsa's dog birthday party on the beach where she, of course, has to hawk her um, product, which is Halo Dog Collar. And Sorry, I'm taking a sip of water. So she shows up with her dog and a baby Bjorn. And I go, okay, she's back. We're here. I'm I'm now with her. I see her. I love her. She's so fucking crazy. This dog is blue, by the way. The dog has blue fur, is in a baby Bjorn. And she's showing up to this birthday party like, hey, girls, like, it's not a big deal. And no one even really bats an eye. They're like, yeah, it's Adriana. She's here in a baby Bjorn with her dog. And... She looks at these women and she goes, guys, I think I'm going to get a BBL. And she just stares right into Lars's eyes. 
I, I have seen so many things on this show, but that, that was something that really shocked me. Like, I couldn't believe it. And the, everyone around her was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, I want to get a BBL. Like, I want my butt to like look bigger. And like, I want a juicy butt. And Larsa, Larsa is at a loss for words. These women who never shut the fuck up can't string two words together. Like, they, they're they like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. So you made fun of my ass last year. You said I got a big juicy ass. And now you want you want one? after hating on me like are you fucking for real and then alexia in the confessionals is like adriana should not be doing that her legs are way too skinny she needs to work out if she if she wants her ass to be big she literally <laughs> shamed her and was like yeah her legs are chicken legs and she can't have a big ass. It's going to look nuts. And I was like, oh, my God. These women never fail to kill me. And guys, I'm fucking thrilled beyond belief that Kiki is back. Like, as a friend of, I don't need her to have a mojito. Like, I'm perfectly happy with Kiki just the way that she is. She is so interesting like she's just an interesting person to watch and to listen to like you kind of hang on every word that she says because you just don't know where where it's going to take you you don't know the journey that you're really gonna go on you know and it's just something that I find so fucking funny and uh, yeah I mean I literally thinking about Adriana telling Larsa that she wants a BBL which I also don't think is even true I don't think Adriana really wants a BBL. I think she's just trying to be fucking messy and like cause problems, to be honest with you. Like, there's no way Adriana wants a BBL. But then she Adriana brought a man to the um Alexia's like wedding marriage party. And everyone was like, Yeah, that guy is married. He's fully married, like has a family. And she seemed very surprised by this, but she was like, all right, like I'll talk to him. Like it wasn't even really that big of a deal. All these women were just like, listen, I think he's, I think he's got a wife. And she was like, all right, let's, we'll talk about it. But there's this scene on the beach. And so the women are just like all hanging out. It's Alexia, Kiki, Gertie, Nicole, Adriana, and Julia, who brings her big ass dog to the beach. Um, After her, just having like foot surgery, he comes walking in on like a cane, this dog. I'm like, I feel like we could have left him at home. I don't know. It seems kind of crazy to bring your dog on like the rough terrain of like a beach, but, and expose him to all the elements as he has like a bandage. But uh, listen, I'm not going to mom shame. Alexia rolls up to the beach party with her nipple just like out (laughs) and no one says anything to her. Like her nipple is out the entire scene. It's just blurred. It's just blurred out it's so crazy i'm like why is no one telling this woman that her nipples hanging out and she's having full serious conversations she's talking to adriana about her man she's talking about marriage she's talking about relationships then they start talking about lisa because then the drama between larsa and lisa comes up because they're like that's why they're not here today because like we didn't want the drama to like continue because lisa at the wedding lost her fucking mind okay she kept bringing it up to everybody she kept telling strangers that Larsa needed to walk the plank. She asked the captain, the boat captain, if there was a plank on the boat for Larsa to walk on. And he simply said no. 
This isn't a pirate ship. This is a yacht. And she lost it. And they were all like, I got to be honest. I don't think Lisa knows a goddamn thing about what goes on with their finances. And I like that the women basically call that out because Lisa did say like, oh, yeah, like I do all the book, like I do all the books, like I do all the bills and everything like that. There is no fucking way that woman does anything. No offense. And I love Lisa. Want the best for her. Want her to, you know, rise from the ashes a la Alexia. But I don't think that that's what it might. It might be a while. I I don't know. The Lisa and Lenny stuff is so dark because you see her like really trying. But it's almost like she's trying because she knows that it's going to end. And. I don't think, and this might be a hot take, I don't think either of them love each other. I know for a fucking fact that he hates her. I haven't seen a man hate his wife like this since David Bedore and Shannon. And this is honestly maybe worse. Truly. He cannot stand her. He thinks she is the dumbest person on the planet. The way that he speaks to her, he's like, do you understand? Like, he talks to her like... She can barely read a book, like a child's book, like Clifford. She can't. He thinks she's so stupid. And she tries to do this romantic dinner because she's like, listen, because she keeps talking to everybody about this. She goes, oh, my God, he's working out a lot. He's eating healthy. He's looking so good. Like, I can't believe it. Like, why is he doing this? Like, he's looking so good. And everybody around is kind of like dancing around it. Like, but he's not having sex with her, by the way. She makes that clear. She's like, yeah, like he's just not having sex with me. And they're like, Lisa, that's really kind of weird. She's like, is it? I feel like when a man gets older, like he just like loses it. I'm like, babe, no, no, no. Like, no, he's working out, looking good, eating healthy and not fucking you. Baby, he's fucking something else. That's just the way of the world. Okay. And it's a sad truth. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but if you're ladies, if you're listening, take take notes, this, you know, signs. Hello. Um, and so she's like, OK, I want to make him this dinner. And guys, their kids are so cute. Little Logan and Elle, like they're adorable little angel babies. And I'm so sorry that they're caught in like the crossfire of this fucking hell that this man is like raining upon his family, um, which we'll get to. So they have this night where she's like, I got a chef for us and we're going to eat outside and it's going to be beautiful and romantic. And he's like, "Okay, like whatever. Like he's like he's so checked out. He's literally looking at this like this is just a nice dinner with a, a woman. Like I don't think he looks at her like this is my wife. And I mean, it was weird because like they sat outside and she was like, isn't it crazy? Like we've never eaten out here. I'm like, Lisa, like you two act like two passing ships in the night like they act like they've never spoken to each other before like the times that we see them talk is probably the first time they've ever spoken to each other in months and that's just being honest um and then a woman comes running in and she's like i'm so sorry to disturb you i'm so sorry to disturb you but the nanny fell out of the shower and broke her arm so they're like, fuck, like our nanny broke her arm. What the fuck? So then they could run in and Lisa's like freaking out. She's like, do I call an ambulance? Do I call an ambulance? And he's like, no, he's like, we're going to put ice on her wrist because he's a doctor. So he's like looking at her wrist. He's like, OK, it's obviously 
fucked up. What's go? Her wrist is broken. But let's put ice on it and we'll just get her in a car and we'll take her to the hospital. Belise is like, no, no, no. I want to take her in an ambulance. I got to call an ambulance. And he literally snaps at her and he's like, that is for emergencies. And that is not how you work the system. You don't do that. That is for emergencies. This is a wrist. We're going to put ice on it, Lisa. Then the messy ass chef chimes in to Lisa and he goes, I think you should call 911. I'm like, can you not get involved, sir? Can you just make your ceviche and just shut the fuck up? Because they're like now about to start screaming at each other. They start fighting. It's so tense. And I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And it just was like these little snapshots with them where it was like, that's who they really are with each other. And like, she just wants them to be something that they're not. It's like fitting a square peg in a round hole. And it, it's not, it's not working. And like, then they get, guys, the last five minutes of Real Houses of Miami episode four was shocking again. Lisa's throwing this party. It's a new beginnings, fresh start party. They literally put their dog down the day before, which by the way, we have to talk about this. There is a scene. If you're a dog lover, if you're an animal lover, if you just are a human with a soul, this will fucking break you. I literally said, oh, absolutely fucking not. Like I couldn't watch it. They started talking with their dog, Jax. And he's like an old boxer. And she's like, yeah, like I couldn't like help him up the stairs today. And like they played footage of her literally like having to try to carry him up a step and like his legs don't work. And it was devastating, like absolutely devastating. Then they play a clip because then she tells the girls like, I have to like put Jax down the day before the party, but I still want to have it because Jax would want us to have a party. Jax is a dog. Let's be honest. Like I trust me, I get it. I will be, I will be insufferable when that day passes when, when, or when Ruby comes and she passes, like I will probably get her taxidermied. I will probably be locked up. Okay. So I will not be throwing a party in Ruby's honor. Um, Ruby probably wouldn't want me to have a party in her honor, quite frankly. Um, Barbara for sure will not. Um, That bitch. So anyway, they play this scene, this footage of Lenny and her like saying goodbye to this dog. And he is devastated. Like he is broken. This man is sobbing like I've never seen him emotional before. I don't think Lisa has probably ever seen this man cry. And it was so sad. And I just felt so bad for them. Like it was like so devastating. Right. And then, oh, another thing about Lenny and Lisa and how they've probably never spoken to each other in their lives is she looked at him one time while they were cooking dinner with his mom. And she goes, oh, did you guys do Shabbat dinner while you were growing up? And I'm like, how do you not know that? Like I've, I've been dating, I was dating my boyfriend for a month and I knew that they did Shabbat dinner almost every Friday. Like I'm fully aware. Like you, how do you not know these things is my question. She's like, I want to learn about Judaism and like, I want to do, I'm like, that's great. But like, you've been married to him for how long? Like, how is this just now a conversation that you're having? It's so weird. It's, it just was a really weird thing for me um because now their son who's like old enough to like have conversations and he's like not like a little baby anymore he wants to go to jewish school and he wants to like do all these things and so she wants to become more like active 
because her kids are Jewish. And, you know, I just can't imagine being married to someone for 10 plus years and like, look at him and be like, did you guys do Shabbat? Like, yes, bitch. They probably did. Like, and his mom probably fucking hates you because you don't. Like, we gotta be honest here. His mom hates her. She was like correcting this woman and like the way that she was cooking this meal. She's like, I've been doing this for years. And the woman was like, his mom literally was like, yeah, I've been making it since I was like born. So just just saying. So then they have this party, this new beginnings party. And everyone is there having a good time. And Lenny is like in the house. He's not really engaging. He has his friend come over, his friend Vito, who looks like a character for sure, you know. And um, they're talking in the kitchen. And this is after Lisa was talking to the girls. And she was like, yeah, Lenny and I, like we go through ups and we go through downs. And right now we're on an up. We're on an up, you guys. We had dinner one time together and then got interrupted by a nanny with her broken wrist. But we're on the up. <sighs> then we get Lenny, who's miked, by the way. Knows he's miked. In the kitchen, the camera is on him and his friend. They start talking about Jax. His friend then, then the camera pans away and like goes into the other part of the house. But you can still hear them. And Lenny then is like, the, his friend goes, how are you guys doing? He goes, I probably will not be a part of this relationship in a few months. And he goes, and I don't want to be a part of this relationship. Like he basically was like, this is it. Like we're done. And then he goes, are you guys sleeping together? And then Lenny says, no, because I feel like I'd be cheating on the person I'm really in love with if I slept with her. Are you fucking kidding me? I wanted to take a guillotine to his balls and just rip them off, slice them, make him watch, make him eat the balls in ball ceviche. I was furious. And then his friend goes, um, are you miked? And he goes, yeah, but we're whispering. His friend was probably like, what the fuck? In my opinion, Lenny is like, let me make this perfectly clear. I do not love this woman and I want out. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows that the that it's the mic is going to pick up what he says and he wants Lisa to fucking hear it because this is my opinion is that he's been trying to get out of this marriage for years. And Lisa's just basically being like, no, because if you guys remember last season, she talked about how he had an emotional affair with another woman and he stayed and she was like, yeah, we're working through it. It's like, are you? Because he keeps doing that. So as we know now, they are no longer together, but we're going to watch it play out the entire season of Miami. And I can't fucking wait for that. It's going to be so good. This is such an incredible season. It's such an incredible group of women specifically. Like I can't get enough. And yeah, so I will see you guys all on Tuesday when a new episode of Hop the Mess drops. And we will have so much more to talk about. There's a lot of influencer drama going on with Something Navy. I can't wait. The Business Insider article just literally dropped while I'm on this recording. So I will be doing a deep dive into that, talking about it on Tuesday's episode. So you don't want to miss it. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.